We have a bit of an interesting topic this week, the pineal gland. What is it? Where is it? Its functions? And a little bit of history to explain some of the other functions that have sometimes been assigned to the gland with no real evidence. This gland has as much myth and mystery about it as it does anatomy. So let's chat about some of that also. So the word pineal gland comes from the famous anatomist and historical figure, Galen, who has one of the coolest job descriptions of all time, physician to the gladiators. Now that's a role you won't see advertised on NHS jobs. Pineal translates from the Latin for pine cone or pine seed, as in the seed that comes from pine cones, and is a great descriptor of the gland's shape and rough size. Google pine seed or pine nut and you get the idea of what it looks like. The pineal gland is a neuroendocrine structure that is responsible for secreting the hormone melatonin. And this hormone is responsible for regulating the sleep-wake cycle in humans. Now, it's not as simple as if the melatonin is high, we fall asleep. And if it's low, we're awake. Sleep is far more complex than that. Sleep involves multiple pathways and chemicals in the brain. And melatonin is one of those chemicals that increases something called sleep pressure, or the urge you have to go to sleep. Melatonin is strongly linked to something called the circadian rhythm, which I've no doubt you've heard of before. But what does this actually mean? Well, circa means approximately, as in circa 1980, or born or around approximately 1980. And the suffix di means one day. Put together, circadian means approximately one day or 24 hours. So your circadian rhythm is the sleep and wake cycle that repeats approximately every 24 hours. Now, during your circadian rhythm, several chemicals and parameters fluctuate at different times of the day, and this cycle repeats every 24 hours. Cortisol and hormone levels, heart rate, and melatonin are to name but a few of the circadian-linked fluctuations. Interestingly, melatonin levels are highest at night or during darkness and very low during the day, and as such, these play a part on the diurnal wake patterns. We are awake during the daytime, and we sleep when it's dark, at night. As an insomniac myself, I could spend hours talking about sleep, but I won't. Instead, let me direct you to Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep, for a bit of further reading. Here, let's refocus on the anatomy of the pineal gland. Now, deep within the brain, we find the centrally located pine seed-looking structure that is the pineal gland. Let's try to envisage it, but if you have a model or an image nearby, these will drastically help you. Picture the three main parts of the brain. The large cerebrum superiorly, the smaller cerebellum posterior and inferior to this, and the stalk-like brainstem that connects the two. Sitting superior to the brainstem, but inferior to the cerebrum, we find something called the thalamus, and this is the major sensory relay center of the brain. Now posterior to the thalamus, we find the single centrally located pineal gland. We do not have a right and left pineal gland, just a single central one buried deep within. By definition, the pineal gland is part of the diencephalon, which is a term originating from embryology, and it describes part of the brain that contains the thalamus, the hypothalamus, and the pineal gland. The pineal gland is easiest to find by looking at a sagittally sectioned brain and locating the structure that looks like a pine seed, just superior to the midbrain and the cerebellum, and inferior to the posterior part of the corpus callosum that connects the two hemispheres. Now, historically, the pineal gland has been called many things, resulting in many misconceptions about its function, and some of these are still propagated today. The famous philosopher René Descartes loved the pineal gland. You know Descartes, the whole I think, therefore I am guy? Well, he called it the seat of the soul. 
Others have referred to it as the third eye, and this has been linked to the third eye described in Hinduism and associated with the literal third eye of Shiva and Buddha, and linked to enlightenment. Now interestingly, fast forward to the 19th century, comparative anatomists who when studying cold-blooded creatures, such as some reptiles and amphibians, identified a parietal eye, a photosensitive organ located between the two true eyes of these creatures. This third eye is also known as the pineal eye. This organ is particularly important in regulating body temperature in these cold-blooded creatures, but it is also linked to their circadian rhythms, and it is a direct extension of their version of a pineal gland. Whilst mammals and humans have no anatomical photosensitive parietal eye at the centre of our head, we do have the pineal organ deep within our brains. So perhaps you could call this our third eye? But this is a bit of a stretch in modern anatomical and scientific terms, with much of the philosophy and spiritual linked functions having no objective evidence. Fascinating nonetheless, though. Now let's finish on how the pineal gland works. During daylight hours, light passes into our eyes and the rod and cone cells in the retina are used to detect light and colour respectively. Action potentials shoot down the optic nerves and you see with your brain. There is also a third type of cell that is photosensitive in the retina, and these are called ganglion cells. When stimulated, these send signals to an area of our brain called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is an area just superior to where the optic nerves cross over, aka the optic chiasm, hence suprachiasmatic nucleus. From here, and via a convoluted series of neural pathways, down the spinal cord, back up the neck and into the brain, and many ganglion later, this pathway acts upon the pineal gland. Light switches it off, and so melatonin production is low. Darkness, or the absence of light, results in the pineal gland increasing melatonin production, and so increasing sleepiness. It is, of course, far more detailed than this, but time and the nature of this medium eludes me a bit here. Okay, I know the time has gone, but it's Friday, let's go nuts and squeeze in some clinical relevance. Tumours, or lesions affecting the pineal gland, will disrupt sleep and can cause insomnia. A far more common disruption we observe is technology and artificial light produced by the screens on modern devices. Sleep hygienes and the linked anatomy we describe here suggest the avoidance of artificial light at least one hour prior to attempting sleep. And now you know why. Artificial light will reduce the levels of melatonin and so reduce sleep pressure. In the future, we are likely to see sleep take a far more important and central focus in healthcare. We have already seen the introduction of downtime in intensive care units where lights are lowered and noise is kept to a minimum. So watch this space, as they say. Right, I'd better let you go. Thanks a lot for listening. I'll speak to you again soon.